Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. This is show number 54. And this interview is with Adrian Henny, a Frenchman and a man in the know based in Moscow. Adrian is co-founder and chief editor of East-West Digital News, an English-language media focused on the evolving Russian digital market. He's also advisor to Faber Novel, the innovation consultancy based out of Paris, with offices in China, Russia, and, of course, in the U.S. For anyone interested in exploring the Russian digital market, you'll want to listen up. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. This is my very first one to be recorded live in Moscow, Russia. And I have with me someone who I've only met recently, uh, but who is someone who's clearly in the know in Russia. So, Adrian, I'd like to uh, ask you, welcome to the show. Uh, Adrian, can you tell us who you are and what you do, please? Hello, Mentor. Uh, my name is Adrian. I'm a Frenchman living in Moscow. I've been living here for already four years, working in the uh, digital industries, first as a manager at the Western Venture Fund, and uh, two years ago, we, we created East-West Digital News, which is uh, an English-language uh, resource on these industries, internet, mobile, um, venture business, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in Russia, which is a uh, very fast-growing country from this standpoint. All right, so you, you provide this information, and so tell us a little bit about the business model. You, you create this uh, information, this uh, whole... Uh, digital, what's going on in digital, and, and, and it's something you sell to foreigners or you sell to, into the Russian market? Well, Russia is very uh, is growing fast, and, and people in, in Western, in foreign countries, have begun understanding that. But there's a uh, sort of information gap between mm-hmm. the, the, the East and the West because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, few people speak Russian and, and, and it was clear that there was a need for an, an English language information and research uh, uh, resource that would provide this information in, in, in a language and in a manner that is uh, understandable and accessible to all in the world. So it's a sort of, 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 uh, of bridge mm-hmm. uh, to, between Russia and the global markets in this field. So we offer this website, when we, East West Digital News, where mm-hmm. you can f- find plenty of information in addition to for free. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we publish uh, research studies. We published uh, a strong research studies on the Russian e-commerce uh, uh, and uh, others, others are going to come. And we also have a, a consulting branch to advise international companies who need some more detailed uh, um, uh, overviews or research in their particular field. All right, so I'm interested to find out. So you, you went from venture capital and obviously sort of investing in Russia where you have to have, you know, obviously knowledge, good network, to this kind of, to this model where you were providing information with regard to the Russian market in digital marketing. What was the, the, the inspiration for making that switch? Well, precisely because I was working in the venture industry in permanent contacts with Western investors, I could see that there, there was a growing interest. 
that is not, that's still not overwhelming because uh, a large part of Western investors still see uh, Russia as the country of the sickle and hammer and uh, oil. Russian oil and bears and things like that and Putin. Uh, but more and more are getting to understand the reality. Uh, uh, of course, this is a reality, but there's another reality that is innovation. There was uh, perhaps one incubator in Moscow five years ago. Uh, and now there's uh, plenty of them, and there's n each month we see new funds, new startups, new incubator appear or disappear on the mm -hmm. Russian uh, innovation scene. So as an investor, I used to, I would understand how more and more interested it was for Western players, but there was the impossibility to understand it as easily as one can understand mm -hmm. the Californian or the Indian market due to this language barrier mm -hmm. in particular. Uh, and we, uh, East West is East West Digital News is a way to lift this obstacle. All right, it's very cool. All right, so I, I'm very excited to hear about this, Adrian, because um, I, you know I, I think that the Russian mindset, uh, entrepreneurship is is there. Of course, we're in a capitalist environment, and obviously in a clouded history. But you know I can see that the level of interest you've got more. All these young, I mean, obviously hugely talented programmers. Tell us a bit about some of the areas where you see innovation happening. Where, where, where Russians can be leading in the world in terms of innovation? Well, there's a sort of um, a cliche uh, about Russia being one of these countries uh, being able to only to, to copycat uh, Western concepts. Or you mean like things like Vikontak for Facebook and Yandex for Google? How about that? Well, uh, if you say that to uh, the Yandex founders, they will um, uh, not take it kindly. Not, not it's very unfair because uh, Arkady Volosh and Ilya Segalovich uh, created their technologies uh, four years be before Sergey Brin, uh, another Russian, by the way, uh, uh, and uh, the other fellow uh, started their research for Google at the Stanford University. Mm -hmm. So as early as the mid-90s, the Yandex search technology was already part, the basis of it was built. Mm -hmm. It was then applied to the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's uh, more fair to call Google the American Yandex mm -hmm. than the other way around. I love it. And uh, uh, regarding innovation as well, you know, it's, uh, Russia is, uh, of course, is uh, now mainly a country of, 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 uh, of uh, oil and the better part of the wealth is, is this kind of things. Uh, but there is a real traction in innovation for the last years. And historically, as you know, uh, Russia has something to do in innovation. Russia is the country of Sputnik. Mm, uh, and, sure. uh, so, and there's uh, technology, these military technologies and plenty of things, the field of medicine, etc. Russia has always been very strong mm -hmm. in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So uh, the uh, fact that Yandex today is a Nasdaq-listed company mm -hmm. that is thriving at least in Russia in some markets, mm -hmm. Uh, where Google could not uh, get a not. leading mm -hmm. and does not, and does not uh, get, in spite of huge marketing investments, get a, a leading position. This uh, is an illustration of the fact that in certain areas, Russia is, 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 uh, should not be considered as, as, as a uh, cloning-only country. Mm -hmm. Uh, in addition to that, we see uh, more and more startups that are uh, quality projects that are attracting the attention not only of foreign investors but also of from Russian investors mm -hmm. that are more and more powerful that invest both in Russia and everywhere mm -hmm. around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have uh, very nice technologies that we have seen uh, emerging on the startup scene for the last few years, and some of them are already uh, have already become uh, international giants. When you when you see innovation happening in in Russia. 
uh, obviously we've got, we've got the Yandexes of the world, but do you see them more as pure players that are they're innovating in pure play internet services and sites, or do you also see, or and do you see innovation happening in products and services? You know the old-fashioned, if you will, world of you know bricks and mortars, uh, other products, for example. Well, uh, many are uh, internet startups. But this is not only Russia. The majority of startup in many countries, perhaps not everywhere in the world, but in many mm-hmm. uh, startup ecosystems, are related to the internet and, and these uh, soft things. I mean, it's what young people would aspire to do. It's cheaper. It's what they know. It's easy, and that's where the entrepreneurial, you know, hotbed is. Is going to be in the younger people, of course, and that's normal. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, and um, uh, however, there are uh, other sectors in the industry that are innovative here, and uh, we can see, uh, for instance, um, uh, in the hardware uh, sector, there has been a, um, a very nice startup from Russia, which is named Displayer, and they are building uh, next-generation screens with a sort of a vapor particle screens that produce very beautiful. Very, very beautiful picture. There's, there's more hardware than, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, uh, it's getting a strong traction. There's um, uh, plenty of things also in the in the field of 3D. Uh, not to speak about this is not my special my specialty because East West covers mainly uh, the IT scene, mm-hmm. but still we hear about uh, startups in the. Uh, uh, biomedical fields, mm-hmm. not to speak of the military of and uh, the nuclear field. So there's mm-hmm. a, a startup named Dora uh, that has just signed a big agreement with, with an American company ha- after having sold plenty of things in Japan after the Fukushima uh, catas- uh, disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dora is a Russian startup that has um, uh, combined uh, the concept of mobile applications, of uh, app- iPhone things with a sort of dosimeter to, to measure uh, radioactivity mm-hmm. around you and these uh, rays around you. And mm-hmm. so it's a sort of very innovative thing. It's a huge success in Japan mm-hmm. and soon perhaps in the United States. Mm-hmm. So in these examples, you can see that it's not only IT, although, mm-hmm. as in many countries, as I said, a lot of young sure. people s- tend to, to do this. All right. So, um, Adrian, like a lot of companies coming in and saying, I want to invest in Russia, I want to work in Russia. And I've been working with a few companies myself. And the tendency is to, as an American, say, well, you know, there's Google and Facebook. But clearly that's not the case. Uh, Yandex is much more, uh, much more installed, much more effective, much better search results. Uh, they have a lot of similar functionalities. So you can get your Yandex alerts and everything. So basically if, if a company is coming into Russia, uh, what, what uh, ha- what's kind of advice might you give, you know, one or two thoughts as to how to install yourself using digital marketing as your way in? What kind of thoughts come to your mind? Well, first of all, I will, I will t- tell them that you should come to Russia because Russia has already become uh, Europe's first Internet market in terms of number of users before Germany or France. This happened about one or two years ago. This, uh, Russia beha- became the first one. Now there's uh, m- more than 60 million Internet users on a monthly basis in Russia. 
uh, adult users, and you can add 20 more millions if you count Russian-speaking people uh, outside Russia right. in right. several countries. Yeah. So this is very important. And Russia uh, has always uh, 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 has been uh, for even longer uh, Europe's first market in terms of mobile uh, mm -hmm. subscribers. Uh, there are, I think, uh, 225 million mobile subscribers. There's mm -hmm. even more of the, of the number of inhabitants of the countries. Mm -hmm. uh, that means that, on average, people have more than one uh, active SIM sure. card. Mm -hmm. So these are considerable markets mm -hmm. uh, for... Um, um, Startups or companies or big established players like Google uh, or um, Pinterest or Facebook or mm -hmm. uh, uh, or uh, brands and e-retailers. Uh, this is uh, uh, a very important market that can no, not be ignored. Anymore. Right, completely. Um, so this is on the first hand. Uh, on, on the one hand, you have this. On the second hand, you have specificities and or difficulties because Russia is not that kind of country that are easy to, to penetrate, first mm -hmm. of all, for linguistic reasons because sure. you need, if you really want to do business in Russia, you need to have a local team or to, to go to Russia often. Uh, if you need to invest or to build your business here, you have at least to, to, to have a local presence uh, or to travel here mm -hmm. rather frequently, yes, and to understand, yes, and to understand things, preferably if you are a member of your team or partners speak sure. Russian and mm -hmm. are invo and in involved in this in ecosystem. The in the fabric yeah. of the yeah, society. Yeah. Yeah. So this is important. Uh, and um, uh, in the field of e-marketing, if we take this example, uh, the fact that Yandex within um, uh, market share exceeding 60% in the domestic market mm -hmm. uh, is far ahead of Google with a market share that doesn't even reach 25%. Mm -hmm. This very fact means that there are plenty of things that should be reviewed and you cannot uh, act in Russia in a sort of uh, application of your standard international marketing plan with right. a lot of investment in Google. Mm -hmm. You should at least allocate a part of it to local things. And the yeah. same with Facebook and, and this is far behind uh, the local social networks, mm -hmm. the one that you mentioned, Vkontakte, but also Adnaklasniki. So, uh, 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 so there are all these uh, either big things or nuances that you have to take into account, uh, account to adapt uh, your, 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 your strategy. Uh, in the field of e-commerce, you have uh, plenty of um, specificities in the field of payments, in the field of logistics. Mm -hmm. uh, there are legal things also. Uh, there are very, very big problems with HR. It's uh, qualified mm -hmm. personnel. It's very difficult to find here for any startup or any big player trying to do something in the digital world. Mm -hmm. uh, Why is that? Well, because they are, uh, it's very new, and uh, the Russian educational system uh, didn't, um, uh, isn't ready to produce a, this a generation mm -hmm. of... Uh, so there's this... Uh, Corporate geeks. Yeah, so it's a very, very recent and fast-growing industry, yeah. and no one was ready to, to provide human uh, or to educate uh, yeah. people. And when they try to educate, uh, you know, the Russian educational system is, is excellent in certain fields, but in other ones it's not very excellent. And when there's a super e-commerce teacher uh, in a university, he's certainly so super so going to be hired by, right. by an e-commerce company who's going to, to offer them a salary that is ten, ten times better than, yeah. than what he could earn in the, in the, in the university. Mm -hmm. So this kind of thing. Uh, and um, so you can see uh, in Russia uh, market, marketing directors of, 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 of very, very big e-commerce players, for instance, mm -hmm. who wouldn't deserve even a junior position or hardly deserve a junior position in a more established market like France mm -hmm. or Germany. 
uh, and crazy salaries uh, mm. that uh, that in this particular this is sort of bubble uh, in, in, right. in HR bubble. Yeah. Well, it may it may normalize as we start getting people the experience over time, and then we can also you know hopefully have more people coming up who are corporate ready ready to be in a corporate world, bringing that that quality uh, programming ability and, and geekiness that we need in companies. All right, so a uh, last question for Adrian, because uh, appreciate your time, and I know what time is uh, of the essence. Uh, you know, LinkedIn and Viadio, right? Viadio is the big one in France, uh, LinkedIn. So, you know, I'm an executive. Uh, I, I want to uh, establish my network in France, in Russia. Uh, LinkedIn, Viadio, question mark, or do you have to have a contact uh, page for your, for your personal? Well, um, these are kinds of systems are, this is a, 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 a sector where there's no leading Russian player. By contrast with the search uh, industry right. where you know, Yandex is behind Google or the social networks that we mentioned. So in this field, the market is not f completely established and uh, LinkedIn and Viadeo have a chance in Russia because they have come not very early. Uh, they should mm -hmm. have come a couple of years earlier. Mm -hmm. But still, it's time to, to do something. Uh, Viadeo came here uh, uh, one year ago, approximately, and they had an, they have an alliance with a local um, uh, media company that has strong uh, print and online uh, properties. Mm -hmm. So through them, the strong mm -hmm. local yeah, partnership, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which is a nice option for sure. an international. There's one of the options for international right. players coming to Russia. Mm -hmm. They come here and they would make this these kind of alliances with local players who know mm -hmm. these specificities and the the and market have an features. Audience, so. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's easier. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, I think they have uh, launched their Russian language version not so long ago, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think they have any local alliance, mm -hmm. and I think they had better uh, now uh, reinforce uh, their uh, Russian strategy because mm -hmm. they're going to be. Uh, left behind if they don't do it very soon. Perhaps they're thinking of it, but uh, I didn't see any obvious uh, external sign of it uh, for the last uh, year. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm having lunch with uh, the head of EMA for uh, LinkedIn shortly, so I'll be shortly speaking to them about it. Yes, you should ask him the question. What is the, the, his Russian strategy? Because uh, this right. is a typical case of, of, of many big players who uh, first, five years ago, they didn't feel that Russia is important mm -hmm. because there is, what is 50% uh, of connected people now, it was only 10% uh, 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. Russia was behind. It was mm -hmm. not quantitative. Uh, from a quantitative standpoint, it was not very mature five years mm -hmm. ago. So at that time, it could have been, it was perhaps justified for uh, players to say that it's not the priority. No, it's no, no more true because yeah. it's become a huge market. Yes, but still... For plenty of reasons, uh, many players tend not to have a, 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 a focus on, on to have it not early enough. Mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you a little example, a uh, concrete example, um, Pinterest.com. They announced, uh, about, it was last year, they said uh, on their blog that they're going to, 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 to launch a Russian version uh, um, well, Russian, the langu Russian language was uh, mentioned uh, between the Swedish and the Indonesian language as a second-range priority, and they're going to do it, uh, calling their users to help in a sort of crowd-sourcing uh, approach. Uh, and the same day, a uh, Russian investor announced that a copycat of Pinterest, that is named pinme.ru or something, had already two 
150,000 users. So it's typically the case of a big player, Western big player, that for many reasons, legitimate or not, but still they say, mm-hmm. well, Russia is interesting, but they're not putting yeah. the means mm-hmm. um, and the, the focus on it mm-hmm. as a result. Uh, when uh, they, these uh, players awake mm-hmm. at last, mm-hmm. uh, there might be a local contactier mm-hmm. that is uh, away mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, in front of, yeah. of, 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 of Facebook. And these uh, Pinterest copycats are, are much more developed because Pinterest is sli- still sleeping in Russia. So it doesn't mean that they have no users, but it's, it's just an example yeah. of, of many things that if you, if you go to these markets too late, uh, it is too late. Mm. Uh, so if you have the means, if you raise plenty of millions for international development, look at Russia. It's an emerging, one of the biggest emerging countries, and it deserves, to be, it deserves your attention, uh, uh, not in the last, uh, as a last priority. And not slowly. And not too slowly. All right, well, Adrian Henney, uh, great to have you on the show. Clearly, uh, you know well this market. It's interesting to talk with you. And uh, if anyone needs uh, some advice on how to come on over here, I'll put all your contacts in the show notes, of course, and the links to the other sites that you mentioned. Thanks for coming on the show. Looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you very much, Minter. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.